Welcome to the Financial Dads Podcast with Paul Fagan and Jody Fisher. This is the podcast for all dads who want to succeed with life's topics, especially related to family and finances. Now here's my dad, Paul Fagan. Hey Jody, how you doing? Hello Paul, how are you? I'm doing well, fantastic. Um, just as a side note, this is our 45th episode. Can't believe it. It's, it. it's absolutely crazy. Not exactly what you might think of as a milestone episode, but a milestone nonetheless. So uh, thank you everyone who continues to listen and send us feedback. Uh, Jody, any comments? Uh, 45th, we, I can't believe it. I remember when we started this thing with the first uh, mortgage pay down, uh, mortgage payoff episode. And we you know, were thinking, fun. man, it's are fun. we going to be able to take this thing forward? And we're at the 45th, 45th episode mark. Yeah, it's funny. I listened back to that one and uh, oof, <laughs> that was a rough one. But uh, but you know your your first your first one is always tough. We were just having a conversation about that off mic. Uh, the you know the, the first one you do is always the rough one. Uh, but as you get along, you get more experienced at it. Uh, it gets a little easier. So we've been having fun. We hope everybody who listens has has enjoyed it. Has been having fun. We appreciate all the feedback that we get uh, each week on the on the episodes. So thanks for continuing to listen. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I, I look at it. I look at that episode that it was from the heart. <laughs> absolutely and you, and you start with what you know right you start with what you know yeah so i think i think we've come a long way and hopefully i think the quality of everything i remember the first at least six episodes we always had sound issues we finally got the sound problem i think licked for the most part. Uh, we used to have uh those of you out there uh good friends of mine would email me back saying hey paul you know we can't hear jody or hey paul we couldn't hear you this week so um Thanks to everybody for helping us uh, with this craft, making it happen, and, and we look forward to continuing our uh, our podcasting uh, with you guys. So we appreciate it. So we just completed week four of the coronavirus quarantine. Um, this topic has stretched into three episodes, and this is the third, hopefully the last, uh, at least on this topic. Um, so it was an well, interesting... you never know. You never really know. That's true. You? That's true. Now that I said it, I, I threw a hex on top of it. But um, but yeah, it's been interesting, right? So I'm still working from home. My wife is still working from home. The kids are still working, uh, doing their schoolwork from home. I do the occasional food shopping. Seems like food shopping has gotten to be more of a chore now. They're restricting people uh, on the amount of people that could be at the store at once, so there's lines. So I think it's gonna get worse before it gets better. Uh, a personal note, my son turned 16 this past week. On Sunday, we had a video call and uh, got his friends on a video call. We surprised them with that, so that was pretty cool. So we had some f- a few gifts that he wanted, new set of headphones for his gaming PC and his Xbox. So he was in good spirits, he was in good spirits. We cooked his favorite dinner, um, so uh, it all worked out well. So. And, you know, just looking for new ways to adapt, right, so uh, to this lifestyle. Uh, made a few more purchases, probably more than I should. Uh, we refreshed the patio as well this past week. Uh, so we talked about the fire pit on the last episode. Got a new hammock now. Uh, spent some time outside cleaning up the gas grill, getting that spruced up. New cover for the gas grill, new cover for the patio set. So, Jody, I have an amazing picture of my backyard i'll call it my backyard oasis 
um, with the new hammock and the new uh, and the and the new fire table going. So it's pretty cool. I gotta say, because I'm looking forward to potentially having to be outside and 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 still being quarantined for a little while longer. Uh, so you know, I'm trying to make the best of the situation and adapting. I have an exercise bike due next week, so hopefully that comes in uh, without an issue. Um, also, updated my financial uh, spreadsheet, keeping an eye on the numbers a little bit. It's been a little bit daunting the past few weeks, but at this point, um, I think um, the markets are up. Don't ask me why or how, but it's a mystery to me. Um, they seem to be up, and the financials seem to be okay, even with the doom and gloom going on. So um, time will tell how that uh, how that will play out. Um, credit card bill scariness. So um, I know, Jody, you don't use the credit card on any frequency. I use mine with the family. And between the uh, takeout purchases and some of these new things that I bought in the last 30 days, I got stunned with a massive bill. And as soon as I got it, uh, as soon as I saw it climb to the balance it was, I didn't even wait for the bill to come in the mail. I, I actually logged in to the credit card uh, account downloaded the statement, printed out the first page of the statement, went immediately into my uh, bank account and paid that bill. Um, I did not want to tangle and play with snakes and deal with the credit card companies. Uh, with everything going on, I do not want to get hit with late fees or late charges or anything that might uh, throw my finances off. So um, I managed to pay the credit card bill pretty quickly. And I guess one last point, now that I'm rambling, a uh, new Wi-Fi hotspot for the house. I'm going to buy a new Wi-Fi router. That's we're going to pick up today. That's a long story behind that one, but uh, nonetheless, we're going to upgrade the uh, the router capability and the and the Wi-Fi capability in my home. Uh, These to give days, a little that's boost. A, that is classified as an essential purchase right now. Yes, <laughs> yes. In fact, um, I will elaborate a little bit. I have a very old router. Had a conversation, a social conversation with some buddies on, online last night. And a buddy of mine is helping out with it. And the net result was the routers that he was recommending, they're sold out all over the place. Amazon, Best Buy, they're all so sold out. So are the out. webcams. Have you tried buying a webcam Absolutely. lately? Yeah, people a webca are. A webcam that a month ago went for $90 is going for 299 bucks. if you can even get one. Right. It's amazing. So that part is really uh, coming into play now. And, you know, um, it's, it's going to be funny how this – all plays out, right? So it is, it's going to be crazy. Uh, but hopefully the new Wi-Fi hotspot will be here today. Uh, my buddy, uh, I thank him profusely. He had a spare at his house uh, in really great shape, and he is going to hook me up. And uh, I'm very grateful and thankful. So thank you to him. I won't mention his name, but thank you very much. Hopefully I'll have some nice boosted Wi-Fi uh, by the end of this evening of this uh, recording of the podcast. So Jody, I rambled incessantly. I'm sure people have already turned us off. Uh, but uh, how was your week? I'll let you uh, have a have a word in edgewise. Uh, the week went well, Paul, and it's good getting an update from you. You know, it's it becomes increasingly important to share these kind of you know seemingly mundane details with each other because we're all kind of cooped up in our own houses, our own apartments. Um, yeah, we may talk and interact a little bit, but we don't see each other and don't spend time with each other in the way that we did even just 30 or 45 days ago. So, you know, hearing those updates and sort of, it, it's refreshingly human. So it's great to hear how your week went. Mine, mine was similar. 
like you said, we kind of hit a new normal with everyone uh, home and we're just kind of going on with life. I mean, nothing, nothing dramatic has changed. Um, we're, we're, as you say, Paul, grateful and thankful that uh, nothing with the budget or the finances has changed, which are, is really great. There are still people out there who are, who are really hurting financially. Um, we continue to keep on keeping on with our budget, uh, which includes putting aside money for service people, things like, uh, you know, cleaning services and haircuts and nails and stuff, all those people who aren't allowed to work right now. We're still taking that money, money that was in the budget, setting it aside in an envelope, and we have every intention of giving that money to those service people when we next see them, whenever that is, because we believe really strongly that um, they should not suffer, they should not lose money because of something that was completely out of control, their control like this. Um, and in fact, we actually gave, I think it was like four weeks worth of of payments to the uh, the cleaning crew that comes into our house every week. Um, th this woman was so grateful um, that we had done that. And it, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here because I just think it's the right thing to have done. She was so grateful to have had that. And hopefully most of the people who she works for have done the same thing. And that's kind of my philosophy here. You know, if everybody keeps on doing what they normally do and not swerving all over the road, so to speak, um, we should be quote unquote air quotes here. Fine. Um, it's when you start making drastic changes to things that are going on that you don't need to change, um, that, that, that when problems crop up, uh, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but other, other than that, you know, it's just kind of coping with the new psychological, emotional reality of what we've got here, but everybody's doing great. And Frankly, we're just dying to get back to normal, as I'm sure everybody is. It's probably going to be a little while, but you know we'll get there. Uh, so with that, I think we'll jump into the uh, the stories for this week. So uh, we'll talk about story number one, and that's from uh, a website called TheObserver.com. It's the best use of your $1,200 coronavirus stimulus check. Assuming Personal you're going to get one, expert weighs <laughs> in. Yes, this is. This is very interesting, right? Like, so for me, I think it comes down to, um, you know, where we're at and, you know, for us having to see what's going to wind up happening with everything. But for me, the $1,200, I guess it says in the article, it's saying saving it for a rainy day. Is that the gist of it um, here? Let's see. Well, uh, best way is put it in a savings a account. Points. That's what they're yeah, saying. There's, so there's a couple points in here about you know whether or not this is the most effective way to spend the money to stimulate the economy. You know, is, is giving twelve, giving everybody twelve hundred dollars really the best way to go? Um, you know, and there's some differences of opinion on there. And you and I, Paul, have talked about. I mean, I I don't think this is such a great idea. Um, you know, from a from a uh, philosophical perspective from an economic perspective i mean and, and again i come down to if twelve hundred dollars is going to make a difference in your life right now i hope you get it that's great um i i don't think in a in the broader sense that this is very smart um and i think this uh two trillion dollar uh, stimulus bill is a bank heist in broad daylight just like 2008 was um, when all the Wall Street firms got money for, you know, under under the guy got money for for bonuses and stock buybacks under the guise of propping up the banks. Um, boy, they propped up the banks real good and everybody else got screwed. So this is going to be a repeat of that. And, and you're going to get a bunch of CEOs and a bunch of millionaires and billionaires who get tons of cash 
and we're supposed to all feel good about our 1200 bucks. <laughs> I love it. I love the commentary. Yeah, I, I think at this point, if I were to receive this check, whether I get it or not, I think what I would do with the money is put it aside. I think that would be my inkling because I, I, at this point, I'm thankful and grateful I could do that. For those of you who have bills to pay, make sure your prioritization is correct when you're paying that, using that 1200 um, To me, if you have a choice between eating and paying your credit card, spend the $1,200 on two months worth of food, right? Whatever it takes. I would focus that $1,200 on food. In fact, my personal opinion when I saw this $1,200 was maybe this should have been some sort of food credit. This should have been something that would have been more fundamental in, in, in play that would have put a direct impact to stimulating the economy in terms of focusing the dollars towards grocery, focusing the dollars towards a number of specific spend types, whether it's food or shelter, whatever that is, uh, and not just send me a check and I could spend it on cigarettes and beer kind of thing. Um, but, and I don't smoke anymore, but anyway, that's for another podcast. The, the, the reality is that for $1,200, it's not a lot of money. It may be for some, but in the grand scheme of things, um, it's probably not a lot that, and it's not going to change your life tremendously, but if it does, that's great. That's great. So I think with that, Jody, we'll jump to the next story. Um, and that's six coronavirus fighting tips for your finances. And it's from the Sentinel uh, website. And um, once again, another interesting read where it talks about, you know, what you should be doing in terms of making sure your finances are in order in the time of coronavirus. So it talks about filing your taxes electronically so you can get your money direct deposited, adjust your withholdings to reduce next year's refund. Cancel any recurring charges for subscriptions you don't need, right? Uh, redirect extra cash towards topping off your emergency fund and consider uh, taking your dividend payments as cash and keep your eye on investments balance sheets. So I think they're all things we've been talking about. And, and I guess the general gist of the story is sometimes the, a good defense is the best offense. Jody, what was your take on this story? Yeah, this is a good story. Absolutely. Some really uh, practical tips. Uh, and you can read through them when you click through on the Facebook page. Uh, I'm just going to call out again because here I go with my political conspiracy theories. But I, uh, I'm betting the farm that I'm absolutely right here. Um, your $1,200 stimulus check is going to be based on your 2019 tax refund. How many people, raise your hands, have filed their 2019 taxes? I did. That's because I'm OCD. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Paul, I think you did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Right. I, yep, how many absolutely. people filed their taxes before March 1? Not a lot. Not a lot. How, that's how you're going to get your stimulus, stimulus check. I'm going to leave it right there. Yeah, that, that's an interesting observation that a lot of people are probably not catching. So, yeah, yeah it, it is very interesting. I, I think that some of the call-outs that we were talking about here, uh, especially the subscriptions, we talked about that at the beginning of the podcast – and what they mean genuinely is if you really weren't using it before COVID, you probably should cancel it. It's a good time to review subscriptions. So if, if you weren't going to the gym for two years and now you want to cancel it, I think that's okay. If you stopped going to the gym when your gym closed and you're a regular member and now you want to cancel, mm, I'd rethink that. And like you said, Jody, paying it forward, even if it's a big company, um, hopefully you do the right thing. You get the right thing in return. So that's my thought on it anyway. So, 
Um, the third story, I don't know why, we, we always wind up gravitating, I think this is the more than once or twice, the Montana Standard. <laughs> I don't know how we come across these. But uh, it's how to live off your emergency funds. So this, this I thought was very interesting. With the jobs report coming out, where many, many jobs have been cut across America, millions of people who are going to be out of work because of coronavirus, how do you live off that emergency fund? So you've been smart enough to have your emergency fund. What do you do now? How do you how do you deal with that, right? So it has some great tips in here around contact your creditors. Once again, cancel all non-essential subscriptions. So if you're in that type of mode, then you have to really figure out how you're going to um, deal with these subscriptions. And if you can't afford to pay for certain gym memberships and stuff, even if you want to keep them, you may have to cancel them. If you're on your emergency fund, you're out of a job right now. So something to think about. Make sure your health care plan is in order. Um, so, you know, make sure you have uh, coverage in COBRA or healthcare.gov, whatever it takes. If your job is ended and you need to contend that, uh, extend that coverage, make sure you have it extended. Uh, this was a good one. Never thought of. Eat Simply. And that is around uh, making sure you have good, wholesome food that won't break the bank and focus on the nutritional aspects and, and really... Uh, make sure that you're doing the right thing when it comes to your food shopping. Uh, reset your thermostat. So lowering your thermostat, putting on a sweater. I know that sounds pretty simple, but I, I guess you could save a lot of money in terms of heating, uh, in terms of heating your house. And then uh, leaning on the free entertainment. They were talking about um, uh, and find enjoyment in cleaning closets, garages, and basements. I thought that was a great line in there. But, uh, but They're Jody, talking I, about me, Paul. They're talking about me. Well, I did my patio, right? I got a little joy out of cleaning off my patio last week. So I, I guess I could relate to a degree on what they're talking about. So, Jody, what's your take when it comes to this third story? This is a great story, and it's good advice now, and it's good advice in general. right? These are habits that if you haven't developed them, Take the time now, sort of in an emergency environment, if you need to cut back on things or change some habits, take the time now to develop these habits and then continue them on. Um, you know, all these are, are things you should be practicing all the time, not just in a crisis. So, so I think this is great. We've done a couple of these things too. You know, I've gone down the list of the subscriptions and wow, do I really need those eight streaming services? You know, oh, okay. I can cut back there a little bit and it's not a lot of money, but it's, it's not spending money that you don't need to spend. And I think that's the thing. Um, you know, the one thing that I will take issue here with, uh, and this is just a personal philosophy about number four, eat simply. I think it's a good habit. Um, but we also have a rule in our house where the one thing you don't uh, you don't skimp money on is food. Good food is good for you, and it's fun. Um, you know, just last night we we splurged. Friday night is takeout night in our house, and we're taping this on a Saturday morning. Um, and so you know we get to choose as a family. Okay, you know what's our eat out for tonight? Yeah, is it? And it's any number of things that are here in our local neighborhood. Last night we had barbecue. We went to a barbecue place and we picked up, you know, they, you call in, you pay for it over online and, uh, they deliver, they throw it, they put it right in your car for you. Um, and we had a great time, right? But it was something that we normally don't have. So we, we do not that we splurge, but that we don't mind spending money on food in the way that we probably try to save money in other places. But this is a great article. Check it out. I think with that, we'll close out the news story, news stories, and, and it's, we'll jump into the weekly topics, right? So we were, it's a continuation of the coronavirus financial planning and preparedness, and we're in part three. So we're going to just jump right in 
to the topics at hand. So the first one we're going to pick up from last week was multiple communications to convert term and whole life insurance. This was interesting. Um, I'm getting multiple mailings and emails, and there are companies out there that are using the scare tactic of COVID to convince you, for example, you should own your life insurance because with COVID now, if you own the life insurance, they can't take it away from you, right? There's all these different things that are coming out there, and there might be other predatory practices is what I'm thinking. So they're using COVID to their advantage to sell their wares and goods. I think that's a lousy business model, to be honest with you, and turns me off personally. So I didn't like whole life insurance before COVID. Now I really don't like whole life insurance companies in the push because they're using COVID as the threatening point to make you feel like you need whole life insurance. Jody, what's your take on this? Yeah, I, that's a terrific perspective, Paul, and I, I fully agree with you. You know, the email, it's its times like this when the worst of our society um, really shows how bad they are uh, with, with email scams like that, with phishing scams. Uh, you know, I, I routinely get, you know, bad phishing scam emails, um, things like, you know, your – your Apple, uh, uh, your Apple account has been suspended, you know, things, silly things like that. Um, but I'll say too, you know, the people using times like this as an excuse to push the agenda that they would, that they tried to push before unsuccessfully. And I'll say locally here in our area, um, uh, th there has been this push by what I'll call the grumpy old men in the neighborhood and not just our specifically our neighborhood, but our larger town, um, to get rid of gas powered leaf blowers. And, uh, they tried unsuccessfully a year ago to ban gas powered leaf blowers because they were quote unquote too noisy. Mm -hmm. Um, and granted, you know, yeah, they're, they're noisy, but they're noisy for like 15 minutes. And then the landscaper moves down the road. Um, there, there is this renewed push by the town supervisor to ban gas-powered leaf blowers in our town because they might spread coronavirus. It's like you are such a liar. <laughs> like the, putting putting the science of whether or not a leaf blower, you know, spreads could potentially spreads coronavirus. Maybe it can, maybe it can, and all that all that set aside. All you're doing is an emergent do, is using and abusing an emergency situation to push your crappy agenda that got that got blown up last year for all the right reasons. Um, so to your point, Paul, you know it's it's this it's this time where the worst of us um, really show how bad they are, and 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 the, the 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 emails about the whole life or the emails about the scams or the whatever it is really just prove that. Yeah, and I think you know my the overall advice I think we're giving everybody is if someone's coming to you, whether it's a life insurance company or or somebody that tells you that you know because of COVID you should do this. Yeah, red I flag, would, red I, flag. I would red flag it and I would not worry about it and I would just go on your merry way and, and skip it. And and if you're doing business with those people and they've come up with this practice, I would think about doing business with another company if they're using COVID-19 as the tactic to get more business out of you. Agreed. Right. So I think that's where we're going to leave it. So the next tip or the next discussion point is, is write it down. We've talked about this over and over again. In terms of um, everything in your life, at least for me, I try to write it down. So, for example, 
I have a list or type it down, whatever you want to call it. Type it in, write it down, whatever. I'm maintaining a digital list in my phone of things that I've paid for in advance, things that I've subscribed to on a monthly basis, things that are related to COVID. It's, it's most likely services I'm not using at this time, but it also might be it's a good time to rebalance your investment accounts, right? Now, we talked about this in the past, leaving money alone, but maybe if you think it's an opportune time to do XYZ, not saying about pulling out of the market, but maybe diversifying your money in the market to something you were thinking about before, work with your financial advisor, trust your gut on it, whatever you do to make your financial decisions, um, I would do it, right? So I'm making that list, writing it down, making sure I have insight into how I'm doing these things. Jody, what's your take when it comes to writing down and, and keeping track of these types of items? Well, writing down, I think I have the market cornered. You know, I've talked about my budget spreadsheet in the past, and it's got so many lines in it that it would make your eyes cross. Um, but to your point about, you know, rebalancing your stock portfolio or uh, doing things like that, investment choices, um, while we've said, you're right, Paul, that, that now is probably a bad time to pull out of the market because you'll definitely be pulling, I would imagine you'd be pulling out as, at a loss. Um, but rebalancing is a different is a different story, and and getting out in a non-panicky kind of way, if you want to, is a, is a different type of a story. If you do things intentionally with a plan, even if that plan means doing something at a loss, if that's what you really want to do, okay, fine. Don't panic. Just don't make decisions under panicky circumstances, uh, because that's always when you make a bad decision. Yeah, I think that's key, and I'll be honest with you, um, that 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 is key, and. For me, when I say I'll be honest with you, it's I have like a 401k from a previous job that should be in my IRA account and I have time to do it. That's on my list. My son, who is 16, he's going to need his college funding soon. And even before COVID, I was looking at making some adjustments because he's only two years out from using that money. So you're right, Jody. Making intelligent decisions, whether it's related to COVID or not, you should be doing because you have time now on the weekends. Um probably, to do some of this stuff. The second thing is to make a list of these things that you might have prepaid for. Any vacations, summer camps, monthly subscriptions, and, and analyze and look at them closely and say, am I really using it? Was I using it pre-COVID? Let's cancel, right? Or if I am planning on using it, just keeping track because if you can't use it for that summer, like a summer camp is their credit towards the next summer. Like, these are the types of things you want to get your handle around and make sure you know where your money went and make sure you know what's happening to it. Because a lot of times we set it and forget it. Now it's time not to forget it anymore. You have to resurrect those thoughts, put them into a list so you know where your money went so it just doesn't leave, right? So for example, if you paid for summer camp and the summer goes by and the kids don't go to camp, what happens to that money? You don't want to forget that you paid all that money for deposits on summer camp, right? Maybe it rolls to the following year. Maybe they give you part of it back. Maybe they give you all of it back. I don't know. But write it down so you could track what's going on with your finances. Um, the next one is the emergency fund. We talked about that before, using the emergency fund. We keep iterating on this topic. Um, the emergency fund, three to six months. I'm a big believer in six months plus. I don't know about you, Jody. We've talked about this early on in the podcasts. I believe in a, I like a six month to a one year emergency fund. I really like a one year 
If you if you let this conversation go for another two minutes, I'm going to tell you I like a two year. But yeah, maybe that's I like not an emergency fund that's as big as possible. Right. Yeah. You want to make it as yeah, big whatever as possible. it is. Just 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 pile it up as high as it'll go. Yeah. Yeah. That is the key. Right. Is you want to have as much money in there as humanly possible. Um, so when the when it starts raining, you're ready. And we talked about the use of it before. Um, we'll talk a little bit of, right now around the mechanics. Three to six months, if you can, as much as you can. Recommended typically by financial advisors and by the experts out there. Three to six months. Um, my opinion is six to 12 months. It should be um, enough money to carry your basic essentials through that period on a monthly, weekly, daily basis. It should be in a spot that's easily accessible. It should be in a bank account only, uh, not locked up in stocks, not locked up in a retirement account. Um, you want to make sure it's not a home equity line or a credit card. Uh, people are learning those lessons the hard way. Their emergency fund, they figured, oh, I'll just put it on the credit card. So there's a lot of different ways to really make sure that your emergency fund is well protected and in order. So in short, for me anyway, Jody, six to 12 month emergency fund is my standard. Keeping it in cash in a bank account is my standard. And the third point is it's my own money. It's not a credit card company's money. It's not the mortgage company's money. It's not a bank's money. It's my own money that I could spend freely any way I want with instant access to it whenever I need it in cash ready to go. Jody, what's your take on that? 100% agreed. And, and that is one of the many things that have helped me sleep very soundly in the last 30 days is knowing that I have a small pile of cash sitting in a savings account um, that I can use whenever I need to use it. And I haven't had to dip into it, um, thankfully. But, uh, but being able to look at that, and, and that's on the budget spreadsheet along with all the other savings accounts and the checking accounts and everything else, where the money is, where it's coming in, where it's going out, uh, where it gets piled up, uh, it's let me sleep very, very soundly in the last 30 days. And I have not lost any sleep uh, at least due to finances. Um, and, and, and that's, that's what every, I think that's my wish for everybody, what everybody should have. Um, and this is the time to, you know, assuming that you're not in dire straits, right? Even if you're stretched a little bit right now, um, maybe now is the time to open up that savings account at your bank, um, and just put $5 in there. Start, start with something. Put $5 a week in, put $10 a week in, whatever that is. Just get it going. Start to, it's just like going to the gym, right? You don't go to the gym and bench 400 pounds. You go to the gym and maybe you just bench the bar. <laughs> or, or maybe you just walk 15 minutes on the treadmill or whatever that starting point is. Every day is the, is the next day to start that thing that you didn't start. And I would argue that. You know, un unless you're completely unemployed right now, um, and, and I hope you get employed uh, again soon if you are, now is the moment if you don't have that emergency fund, that cash savings emergency fund, now is the time to start it. Open up an account today, put $5 in that account, and put $5 a week in every single week. That's awesome. Yeah, and I think it's funny. I think you've been watching me at the gym with that no weight on the bar type thing. Um, so <laughs> I think that's interesting. One of the things that came to mind as you were speaking, Jody, was the usage of the emergency fund. I think we've always been assuming the catastrophic in COVID, that you lose your job. And that's probably the primary focus, right? 
But at the end of the day, it could be that you're an essential worker and your car is broken down and you need to get back and forth to work. You may have to use that emergency fund to fix your car. You may be in a situation where your refrigerator stops working and you're sequestered at home. So now you have to get a new refrigerator. So the emergency fund is not just for the catastrophic. It's for things that happen in life that are going to happen. And I emphasize going to happen to you. You, the refrigerator will break down, your car will break down, your heat may go out, your hot water tank may go. There's a lot of things that can happen beyond the, the ultimate catastrophic of losing your job. So keep in mind that the emergency fund is a well, is a well that you can pull from. Uh, that's probably not the right phraseology I was looking for, Jody, but it's, it's a spot that you could pull cash out of when you need it for the emergency at hand. So I think we've covered that pretty thoroughly today, and um, I'm going to go into our next topic, and that's very cool. I think the next topic, we touched upon it a little bit during the news stories, uh, stimulus check. Jody, uh, <laughs> we'll throw in some sound effects here. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it is pretty uh, amazing. I think if you listen to the last couple of podcasts, we've been very boisterous on what our thoughts are on the stimulus check. But once again, I go to the sign that sits over my desk that's on the uh, that's on a video clip that is on the Facebook page. So you can go check it out. And it's called It Is What It Is. They're, the checks are done. The checks are going to be in the mail soon, if not already. And well, no, not necessarily. I mean, if you read the latest news, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. And it, you know, this is uh, yeah, yeah. And it, you know, so let's assume, okay, for for argument's sake, let's assume that you are eligible to get the twelve hundred dollars. And we touched upon this already. Um, and I think we're not going to harp on this too much more in this podcast. But my opinion. If you get whatever money you get from the government, use it wisely. Use it on necessities. If you don't need to spend it, don't spend it. Put it away for a rainy day. Add it to your emergency fund. So if I have to stack rank how I'm going to use that money, food first, then shelter, then savings. So if you have plenty of food and you're shelter is okay take that cash put it in the bank that bank is not for that check is not for a big screen tv it shouldn't be for a new pool it shouldn't be for a new bicycle it should be used the way it was intended or at least practically how it should be used and thought about jody what's your take when it comes to the stimulus check yeah, agreed. And I'll say it again, just so I'm clear, if a $1,200 stimulus check is going to make a difference in your life, then I really, really hope that you get it. Um, because there are people who who need every dollar right now. And so I really hope that that works for the people who truly desperately need it. Um, but to your point, Paul, in terms of how each individual person uses it, um, you know, the, the con men at the federal government level, um, can't dictate how you use it. So use it however you, they, they want you to go out and buy a big screen TV. They want you to go out and blow it in some stupid way. Um, don't play their game, play your game. That makes sense. That makes sense, Jody. Um, and the next topic we'll talk about, um, on a lighter note, keeping on budget for service people, cleaning, hair, nails, um, anything that's related to service and, and thank, Thank those people who are still essential workers. Thank those people who are doing uh, the deliveries and all the different things that are going on out there. Um, so thank you for all the, the help that you're providing during this time. Um, 
like you said a couple of podcasts ago, Jody, wow, we really do know who the essential workers are now, don't we? Um, and it's all the people that you probably, at least, you know, we didn't really think about before, but now it's become very clear who's essential and who's not. So I think those service people are part of that. So Jody, what's your take when it comes to keeping on budget for service people? We're, we're in a really dangerous time for small businesses like that. And that includes, you know, the mom and pop shops and the single proprietors and the, you know, the, the barbers and the hair cutters and the nail places. And I know these all sound like, you know, extravagances, but you, you got to get your hair cut, you know, and ladies, I would argue, you know, nails are a minor extravagance <laughs> that, that make you feel good. And 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 you know we don't have to go through life like like monks you know you you can go and the ladies can go and get their nails done um you know guys you know what i'm you know what we're talking about um so so continue to put that money aside if you can afford to do it and then pay those people what they should have made had all of this not happened at least that's the approach that we're taking we think it's really important well i i gotta commend you on that jody once again that's pretty cool and and i agree with you 100 percent on that topic um, the last item, I can't believe we got to the last item here, right? And and so we were able to finish off this topic, at least for this week. So number three, we'll come to a close with this particular topic. And that is catch up on all those financial things you never had time for. And I'm just going to read the list, right? Rebalancing portfolios. Look at your wills and estates. Look at your real estate, real estate taxes and grieve if the if the taxes are too high. Me personally, I got my reassessment notice and the taxes are too high and I'm going to have to <laughs> grieve it. So I'm working with an attorney now to make that happen. Um, it's that time of year, you know, for those types of things. Um, file your paperwork, your taxes, get those done. Financial forecasting, doing any financial planning that you had that you didn't have time for before. Uh, open an online bank account. They got the higher interest rate. Maybe look at transferring your checking and banking and savings over to a higher rated bank that's online that might give you some actual uh, interest uh, points for your money. Uh, get life insurance if you don't have it in place. Um, look at what if scenarios. Start doing, you know, tying back to financial planning. How would you focus on saving up for college? How would you focus on buying that new home? Whatever that is that's in your life. Anything and everything that you've been putting off since you did not have time. Well, now you may have, you, you probably have the time. There are no excuses. Um, and I talked to you about this before, Jody. I'm getting together with some people tonight on, on a video conference at, at 7 p.m. And, you know, not one person I sent the invite to can come back and tell me that they had an excuse, right? There's nowhere they could go. <laughs> There's nothing they're doing. So this is along the same vein. If you've been putting off some of these financial mundane tasks – Please make sure that you dust off that list, you dust off the paperwork, you dust off those tasks and start to dig in and get some of these financial things done and get your life in order. Jody, what's your take when it comes up comes uh, to catching up on financial things? Yeah, I think it's a great time. And, uh, you know, being forced to work from my own personal, being forced to work from home here, uh, I've pulled the trigger on uh, doing a little bit of a renovation, small renovation here in my garage where we tape, where I tape this podcast, where I've been working all week. Um, and it's just one of those things that I never wanted to, you know, never got around to and didn't want to spend the money on. But you know what? I'm here and I'm here for, a, you know, a while. 
So made that investment and in, in looking around the garage looks just a little bit neater and a little more functional right now. But yeah, use the time. If you've got the time, use the time. Um, make some of those things happen that you've wanted to happen that haven't happened. Make them happen now. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, Jody. So we got through all the topics. So if you listen back to our podcast, this will be the third installment of the coronavirus financial planning and preparedness. Uh, part number three. So we're going to finish the, with that topic and we're going to jump into the recap. So as I said in the past weeks, take a deep breath. Try to relax and not worry. And just let your planning and knowledge give you some form of comfort. It's the only way to maintain both your personal and financial sanity is acceptance. It is what it is. And the sooner you realize this, the better. Uh, have You have to accept the good with the bad and hope that uh, the only things um, that are going to happen going forward is hopefully it starts to look up, right? So once you hit absolute bottom, the only way is to go up. So I think from a corona perspective, hopefully the country is getting through that that phase where we're going to see a peak in people getting infected. It'll start to come down. So hopefully this will all start turning around and that should go for your financials as well, right? So just hang tight, stay the course. And make sure that you're keeping uh, a good eye on your financial picture. Um, but once again, ask me in another month, Jody, and in, in, in the end of May's podcast. Maybe I'll have a different recap. But right now, I would say take a deep breath, try to relax and not worry. Jody, what's your advice? Yeah, Paul, I think the same advice as last week. You know, keep on your budget, uh, keep on your plan. Don't change what you don't have to, right? Adapt if you need to. But don't make panicky decisions and certainly don't change things that are that are unnecessary. Um, and, and looking forward, and who knows how long this goes, but at some point, this starts to evolve and change, right? At some point, we start to pivot back towards, quote unquote, normal. So when that time comes, start to anticipate that time. I, and then that's, that's what I'm doing. Um, and be ready to spend a little extra maybe in the next 30 or 60 or 90 or 100, even 120 days um, on items that you may need to catch up on, you know, things that you may need to um, revisit. Um, be ready for the next step for when that step comes, whenever it comes. Um, this is going to be a long, slow slog to get back to where we um, at least thought we started this year off. Um, and we may even be looking at September at this point in terms of school terms. Um, but be, be ready to make to turn that corner and make that pivot whenever it comes. Um, you know, having that plan in place allows you to then execute that plan when it's time to do it. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Jody, I thoroughly enjoyed our discussion today, and I'm personally looking forward to the next one. Thanks, everyone, for downloading our podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at financialdads at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook. Just go to financialdads.com. So with that, this is Paul and Jody reminding you, managing finances can be stressful. But that's why the Financial Dads are here to help you plan for success. Have a good one, everybody. Be well, and thank you. 